You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Croakington. Now, Sir Croakington has, has decided to take a little bit of a break from hunting the Phantom Assassin. I hope the Phantom Assassin doesn't kill anyone while he leaves him just abound and abroad and generally being sinister. Because <laughs> Sir Crokington learned he wasn't really... No, wait, she, she, wasn't quite on form. Because all the cool weapons that his associates were dropping, she forgot to pick them up! She just left them on the ground in the middle of the wilderness where she will never be able to find them again. Even assuming someone else hadn't picked them up. So they're just there, these... Really expensive swords just lying in the middle of nowhere. Yep, so she's going to take a break for a bit while she gets gets her head in the right position or something like that. Anyway, she, anyway she's wandered off to the village of Warfoot, which is snug against the dense evergreen evergreen forest that serves to mark the boundary between Grey Warren's eastern lowlands and the foothills of the Allspun Mountains. The village of Warfoot appears, upon first glance, to be little more than a disparate collection of wood and stone structures. A towering statue of Seer stands in the centre of the remote settlement. And we learnt who Seer was when we were in the middle of the stone-back tomb. The inhabitants, yes, he's the founding cultural hero of, well, everybody. <laughs> yes. He's, he's like... Gilgamesh had a baby with Conan the Barbarian or something. And was also Jesus. 
Yes, the inhabitants of Warfoot are distinctly distrustful strangers, but fiercely loyal to those they respect or choose to befriend. Now they are in several places around around Tosa, about 16 or so maybe, you find these massive claw-shaped standing stones. They were part of a previous event. That where you had to find all of them. That was a while back, but they're still there. You step up to the claw-shaped standing stone and discover the massive piece of rock is actually protruding out of the ground. The stone's near-perfect curve and smooth surface make it difficult to believe it is an entirely natural construct. From... From all angles, the stone looks like the talon of some gargantuan beast poking up through the earth. Engraved near the base of the stone, just above the ground, is a curious symbol. We've got talon. Let's have a look at this talon. You curiously note the tapered tip of the massive claw-shaped standing stone is covered with a sparkling sheen of frost. And the curious symbol... A curious, curious, in, a symbol engraved near the base of the standing stone is that of a claw enclosed in a triangle. You immediately recognise the marking to be the star of Arkandar. Yes, and that's the frozen fabled north where we will be going eventually. Eventually, it'll be it'll be a while because you gotta. Someone's got to build an entire continent before we go there. And at the same time, they're building an entirely new dimensional realm place with a time crab. And the time crab, well, it's probably taking so long because time crab is using his time powers. Perhaps. Anyhow, there were adventures here. There's a green giant. I don't think I can handle that yet. Right, visit the Red Gate Inn. Owned and operated by Ulrich and Jared Ironshaft, the Red Gate Inn is one of the newest structures in Warfoot. Built within the last decade, the inn serves as not only one of the region's only functional hostelries, but also as a gathering place for folk from both Warfoot and nearby settlements. The inn's curious name is, according to its owners, due to the fact that it stands upon a foundation of foundation made up of stone, taken from the ruins of Redgate Keep, where we will go eventually. A tall man, wearing a wide-brimmed leather hat, leans against the nearby wall. The unsettling gaze of the stranger appears to be fixed on you. Alright, we have... The man in the leather hat. And he only turns up for important things. All just to be mysterious. Approach the man. As you approach the hatted man, he appears to quickly scan the wound before stepping forward to meet forward to meet your advance. It's good to see you again, old friend, he says in a low voice, and you a small leather pouch. Been a while, but it gladdens me to know you're well. And uh, just did a toad. Yeah. 
That's good too. <laughs> Suddenly, the man turns his gaze towards the door, and you instinctively follow his gaze. Seeing nothing of interest in that direction, you turn back, only to find the man in the broad-brimmed leather hat. It's no longer there. Well, the bro- that man in the leather hat is... Is the GM himself, it is widely agreed, so if he wants to disappear, he can. After determining that the man in the leather hat is nowhere to be found in the inn, you examine the pouch he handed to you, and are surprised to discover he contains ten adventurer tokens. Still puzzling, puzzling over the curious encounter and what it might ultimately portend, you take a seat at a nearby table and spend the next small while watching the patrons who filter in and out of Warfoot's most famous establishment. And that is that for now. Alright, that is enough. That That's all I can handle in Warfoot for now. The, oh wait, that, that's... Maybe, can that be the image? It doesn't feel like enough. Let's see. I'm in Eastern Tulsa. What else is there here? There's the Border Ranger Compound. There's Troll Neck. There's Dragonmere Deep. Where whatever's there, I can't see it. I don't know it yet. The Withering Wood has Dordorat. Dordorat is in the throes of chaos, a thick, pungent cloud of black smoke hovers over the settlement, and a broad, tree-lined road along which you've been travelling is choked with the village's fleeing residents. Oh, oh dear, I think I've just wandered into something. You attempt to stop and question a group of men and women moving swiftly away from the village, but receive only a hail of curses in response to your attempted query. Undeterred, you rush along the road towards the village centre, determined to discover the source of the mayhem. As you pass the first collection of Durat's outlying buildings, the unmistakable sound of battle reaches your ears. In the middle of the village's main thoroughfare, in front of the smouldering remains of a small church, is a group of eight border rangers and a lone, grey-haired Toysian knight are waging a fierce battle against a pair of large, axe-wielding cave goblins. Even more shocking to you than the combat prowess of the two goblins is the carnage for which they are apparently responsible. The bloodied corpses of four border rangers and nearly two dozen villagers lie strewn about the ground at your feet. You are subtly reminded of the legend of Woundskin, and at that, and in, and in, and in particular the waster of otherworldly accomplices that the immortal ogre at times employs to carry out his bidding. All right, who is Woundskin? Woundskin, little is known of the origin or purpose of the fearsome, mystical ogre known as Woundskin. Standing over nine feet in height and weighing at least a thousand pounds, the supposedly immortal creature has long been a recurring dilemma for humanity, 
over the seven centuries he's been appearing on Swith. Named for the countless blue wounds that cover nearly every square inch of his loathsome bulk. Bulk wound skin is a sight to behold, and indeed an enemy best avoided. Woundskin possesses the ability to change form at will, and often appears as some innocuous entity, before revealing his true, terrifying self, and embarking on a savage, deadly rampage against his chosen target, which at various times has been an entire city. When his violent tirade has won its course, or when he has met with sufficient resistance, Woundskin has historically departed, though not before substantial damage and misery has been left in his wake. Woundskin will often employ the services of creatures such as goblins, trolls and other ogres, who are only too willing to join him as he wages his brutal war on humanity. Your heart skips a beat as you come to the realisation the pair of goblins seemingly intent on the destruction of Dor- Dordorat are none other than Fear Spit and Watgrip, who also have a link. This, this, this vicious pair of immortal cave goblins are in the service of Woundskim. They will often appear in advance of their master's arrival, serve, ser, serving to ensure that the immortal ogre receives a fitting welcome for his arrival on Swift. The full names of these savage brutes, as ascribed to them by those who have witnessed their destruction and cruelty, are Fear Spit, the Savage, and Watquip, the Executioner. Oh dear, I think I, th- I might well be in over my head. Suddenly, one of the goblins, Fear Spit, turns in direction and grins wickedly. wickedly. You've been spotted. Before you're able to determine your next course of action, the immortal goblin rises up his clubbed hand and a large spear of lightning appears just above the tip of his fingers. With an unearthly howl, the savage creature hurls the lightning orb at you. The deadly spear hurls towards you at an alarming velocity. Alright. If I had fortification, elementalism... Gating or telekinesis at 40 plus, I could use them, but I don't, so I can't. So I just gotta get out of the way. Hop! You hop to the side, hoping that you have acted in time to dodge the hurtling spear of lightning, picking a number, bonus of 40 Thor, 32 from agility, 12 from luck. Oh, if I hadn't sold that woe's green wing earlier, that would have helped. Oh well, pick now. 58. The crackling spear hurtles past within inches of your flesh, but a few thing, a few singed warts are thankfully all you have to show for your encounter with Fearspit's deadly magic. You assume a defensive stance as you ready yourself to receive, receive the savage goblin's charge. Fearspit snarls viciously and takes two sweeping stokes with his double-bladed axe. Each swipe coming within an inch of removing your head. I should save you for the master, he growls. You seem a bit more worthy than the west of this wabble. 
This is Fierce Spit the Savage. And I think I'm going to die. <laughs> well, so Grovekin is going to die. Who is who is me and not me? <laughs> Depending on the so Alright, I'm gonna summon an entity. Alright. It does I summon a greater Neverall entity. The greater Neverall entity decimates your enemy for damage. Alright, I'm stabbing. Summon another entity. Alright, lesser Neville entity. More entities. Decimate enemy for 5, and then I do 12 damage. What if I phase gate? Alright, yep. One adjustment to your combat wall. Phase gate, phase gate, phase gate. Keep on phasing those gates. Summon an entity. Normal, normal. Uh, and slain. 134 XP. Fierce falls back, clutching at his wounds, which have already begun to heal. He's immediately replaced by Watgrip who howls with rage as he cuts several wide arcs with his broad-bladed axe. What manner of insolent fool are you, he snarls. My laster enjoys a good fight, but your lack of respect for his champions is most... alarming. This is Watquip the Executioner. And this is a yellow difficulty. And considering I've already used up most of my magic, it probably means I die. Right, powers, uh, sustain decay. Yeah, okay, it's causing two damage. Watquip swings his heavy, broad-bladed axe at you. Uh, summon an entity. Alright, four melee rating this round. That's six melee rating, not enough, not enough. Brutal stroke for 8 damage. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, as I suspected, I've been killed. Alright, back with Zoop. No, wait, I don't want to be Zoop. No, 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 I'm not Zoop. I'm Sir Crokington. Alright, alright, we'll, we'll just hurry up and we'll hurry back to Warfoot. And definitely don't go to Dor Durat. Not yet. Think a few, maybe six, seven more MR, and, you, and I'll be able to handle it, but not quite yet. Warfoot. We'll get in, approach the man. Hello, hello, 1080s. Well, okay, that, that, that. Obviously, that defeat didn't happen, and I'll save, so I get to keep my ATs. Uh, Eastern Tosa, there's this Trollneck, which has Adventure, which is nowhere to one. I'm pretty sure I can't handle that one either. And there's, oh, there's the Border Ranger Compound. Maybe I can join. You're standing just outside a fortified Border Ranger outpost. At the edge of Furin Wood in Tosa's eastern frontier, 
doesn't appear to be much activity in or around the outpost, although a steady stream of smoke rises up from a fire that blazes on the north side of the compound. Enter the Border Ranger compound. The fortified woodland bore compound on Tysa's eastern frontier is home to a rugged band of border rangers. The rangers stationed here are led by a man named Lolodar. Those valorous exploits throughout the kingdom have earned him his post and the steadfast respect of those he commands. Though relatively few in number, the border rangers of this outpost patrol a wide area of the frontier, keeping its roads and its settlements safe from bandits, goblins, trolls, and other, even less desirable evils. According to several of the rangers you met, Rolazar is currently seeking to swell the compound's ranks. Well, I think I can do that. Acquire about becoming a border ranger. Alright, so, Rolazar meets you in a shoulder cross and tells you he was seeking capable individuals to swear into the ranks of his rangers, the extent of our duties, and the vast area we roam has spread our numbers perilously thin. He says, eyeing you closely, I'm certain you would be a welcome addition to our fold, Sir Crokington. So, Norador explains what is required to join the ranks of the rangers under his command. Alright, I have to own a horse. I've got that. I need woodmanship 30. Not got that. Horsemanship 20. Not got that. Well, that's off to a bad start. I've got horse... I could I could quickly level those up to the required level, but that would involve using my general XP, and I'm trying to build that up. Law 10. Weaponry 20. Weaponry Scubsil 20. Archery 10, got that. Also costs 64 experience and 8 gold. You don't currently meet the requirements to join this guild. But soon enough, I will. Okay, okay, that that's not it. Well, that that's done with Eastern Telsa now. Alright, I know what. I'll go to Trindamore. Ventures for this location. It's that man in the leather hat again. Somehow, you feel this isn't the first time you've seen this peculiar stranger. Start the adventure. Here we go. While passing along a crowded thoroughfare, you're suddenly startled by a swift tap on the shoulder. Turning around, you come face to face with a tall, lanky man garbled in a green tunic and leather breeches. A thin grey cloak hides much of his torso, and the shadow cast by his wide-brimmed leather hat almost completely obscures his face. Your heart skips a beat when you realise this is not the first time you've laid eyes upon this person. Yeah, I met him just a couple of minutes ago. Before you were able to address this mysterious stranger, he takes hold of you, and with an amazing display of might forces you to a nearby alley where he promptly throws you to the ground. What? What, what? what are we fighting now? The stranger, who is not 
uttered a single word, stands over you in the alley, his hands resting on the hilt of a short sword that hangs at his side. He impatiently taps the pommel of his weapon, as he is waiting for you to attempt to regain your feet and engage him. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. He's a man with a leather hat. I'm just going to run. Flee immediately. You flee out of the alley, not daring to look back. Much to relief, the stranger does not appear interested in taking up pursuit. Okay, that, that just ends the quest. That's not how it's supposed to go. Right, I'm going to quit. Yeah, okay. Apparently he wants me to fight him. So, well, he's a mystical, magical being. So I guess fighting it will be. Twindmore. Man in the leather hat. Start the adventure. Here we go again. Engage this stranger. Only too willing to engage the stranger, you spring to your feet and launch a desperate attack. Bravado and rage quickly give way to desperation and dismay, however, as the hatted man fends off your assault with minimal effort and counters with a series of devastating strikes, despite the ferocity of the attack, becomes apparent he is not trying to kill you. I engage the hatted stranger. It is... Black difficulty, so I don't stand a chance. And I even, and if I was a lot stronger, I wouldn't stand a chance, because this is the man in a leather hat, and he's pretty much a god. And so he has decided that my ass needs kicking, so my ass is going to be kicked. I could try to subdue him, but. Yeah, I don't think there's not many people who could do that. Yes, yes, I could try to kill him or subdue him. Yes, he's not trying to kill me, but he, he doesn't. He, he's, it doesn't really matter to him whether I'm trying to kill him or not, because you're just. Yeah, <laughs> because I can't do a thing. I'll kill him because I might last slight. No, I'm going to subdue him. Yes, this is a friendly combat where I'm going to get my ass whooped. Attempt to win without killing your enemy. <laughs> I'm already down. The hatted, you stab at your enemy. Do no damage. The hatted stranger strikes at you with the flat of his blade for nine damage. The hatted stranger flips his longsword with practice ease and strikes you a devastating blow with its bulky hit. Hilt. For 130 damage. Yet yeah, I've been one shot KO'd and I have been ended rightly. Is that the term? I don't know. Medieval nerds go on the Swift Discord and tell me if I've used the right term. You're defeated, but you're still alive. Because the man in the leather hat wills it. You strike the ground hard, driving the wind from your lungs upon impact. 
gasping for breath. You attempt to regain your feet, but the stranger places his white foot on your chest, keeping you pinned in the vulnerable position. He reaches into his tunic and produces a small scrap of parchment, which he hurls down at you. Then, after taking a few moments to adjust his attire, he takes his foot off your chest, turns, and and strides swiftly out of the alley. Winded and battered, but not permanently harmed, you rise to a seating position and examine the small piece of parchment left by the stranger. It appears to be a short note. One side of the note reads as follows. Doom's Hall. The other side of the note bears a crudely sketched R. Hmm. R. Like... What? Did... Did he just go to Wakabakabakakakakora guy first? Yeah. Yeah, what could that R mean? You're not sure why not sure why the stranger left you the note, or what Doom's Hall the R might mean. You painfully regain your feet and make your way out of the alley. And that is the end of the man with the leather hat. And that's how it's supposed to go. Now I'm I'm bruised in places I didn't even know I had. Yes, so I'm definitely going to west. You choose a location, carefully survey the immediate vicinity, and settle down for a welcome bit of west. Fully refreshed, you're now once again ready to set off on your way. Alright, now I, I think I remember... There being a Doom's Hall somewhere in Twithick. So there we go. I've went to the other side of the kingdom now. Explore the city. Explore the... Visit Blade Square. Buildings that flank the square. Yep, visit an alehouse named Doom's Hall. The interior of the alehouse known as Doom's Hall is in a great state of disrepair. With the exception of an old man sipping paleo at a table in the far corner, the place is deserted. <gasps> old man NPC? <gasps> He's going to know secrets! As you step inside, the old man looks up and nods at you, before swiftly returning his attention to the steaming mug in front of him. Approach the old man. As you approach the man, approach the table, the old man looks up at you and nods. You introduce yourself and produce for him the note that the stranger in the leather hat had left with you in Twindmore. He looks the note over and smiles. The green door, he says, handing the note back to you. Then, without another word, he turns his attention to the steaming mug of paleo on the table before him. He asks him what he means by the green door, but he doesn't respond. Now more determined than ever to get to the bottom of the events that began with a chance encounter in Trimdmore, you turn and make your way out of the alehouse. Investigate a small windowless building with a green door. You move up to the green door and rap on it loudly. Seconds later, the sound of a series of latches being undone could be heard from the other side. When the final latch has been unfastened, the door swings slowly inward, revealing the small, 
dim interior, lit, lit by a flickering light of a fire. The door promptly closes behind you, and a bent, hooked figure quickly sets about refastening the many latches to hold it fast. Uh, what have I got myself into now? All appearances indicate the place you stepped into is a tavern, huh? Well, secret tavern. The long wooden bar runs the length of the far side of the womb. On the wall to your right is a fireplace, which currently hosts a roaring fire. The flames cast a flickering glow off of the many weapons and unusual objects that adorn the wall, the small, somewhat cramped space. The bent hooded figure that lets you in shuffles over and takes up a figure positioned behind the polished bar, immediately straightening himself up and throwing back the hood that covers its head to reveal the face of a young man. A young woman! A black patch covers her white eye. It's been a while since anyone worthy knocked at that door, she smiles. Welcome to the last known standing. Fully operational, Guild Hall of the Adventurer Collective. Sir Crokington, we've been expecting you to drop by for quite some time. Alright, what's a Guild Hall? Adventurer's Guild Hall. Once proud fixtures that could be found throughout Swift. The numerous Guild Halls, the ones maintained by the Adventures Collective have all but disappeared over the last generation. The halls that remain have become secretive and often lonely places where the few true adventurers of the current age can gather. Membership of the Adventurer Collective is a prayer request for joining an Adventurer's Guild Hall, but it does not provide a guarantee of membership. Each hall maintains its own roster of members, and governs itself as an entity separate from the Collective. And what is the Adventure Collective? The once proud Adventure Collective is now little more than a dim memory to most, serving as a reminder of days long past, an age where brave adventurers bandied together to brave the perils of the world. Though still around, the collective now exists as a faint shadow of its former self. A very secretive society comprised of a very select and dwindling membership. For the true adventurer, membership in the collective still offers most of what it once did. The collective still maintains a small number of guild halls in various places, though nowadays their locations are well-guarded secrets. Alright, so, I've just got into the Adventurer Collective Club, and probably one of the first rules of the Adventurer Collective is that you do not talk about the, the Adventurer Collective. And one of the second rules is that you do not talk about the Adventurer Collective. The, and probably the, the third rule is wipe your feet. The young woman introduces herself self as Viri and tells you she serves as the barkeep for the guild hall. You learn she was once an adventurer and a particularly nasty run-in with a band of forest trolls brought her days in the bold profession to a premature end. 
The guildmaster was kind enough to let me take enough to take me on here, she says. Thought give anything for the days of high adventure again. Louis tells you the guildmaster is currently in. You're the first person to wander for quite some time. I'm sure I'd be happy to see you. Alright. This is the Guild Hall of the Adventurer Collective, which is distinct from the Adventurer Guild. A boring fire illuminates the cramped, musty interior, casting its flickering light off the many weapons and other strange objects that adorn the walls. Several tables and an accompaniment of chairs sit before the fire. The door at the back of the womb leads to the Guildmaster's chamber. A long polished bar that runs the length of the far wall is tended, tended by a one-eyed woman named Fury. She looks up and smiles. Apart from the two of you, the hall's common room is empty. Let's go and visit this Guildmaster. Uh. Oh, oh, first day I'm visiting Arkhal, the familiar keeper. Arkhal, the familiar keeper, is an elderly, white-haired man who shuffles about his surprisingly large quarters with the help of a stout firewood cane. He welcomes you into his chamber and puts down his rather ornate pipe, from which a steady fog of thick grey smoke seeps. We're visiting one of our newer and most accomplished members, he says, smiling. How can an old, feeble man like me be service to you, Sir Crokington? Quarrel about Arkle's familiars. Ah, well. Familiar is as good a term as I can come up with to describe them, he says. They're creatures of their own will, mind you. Though much of their disposition depends on the ability of their master. You ask Arkle about how you might go about acquiring or finding out about familiars. Well, there's been some trouble with them, of late, he says, as an anguished look replaces his pleasant demeanour. A skeletal warrior turned on Pustum last week and nearly cut his arm off, and a battlehawk nearly took out poor Wheelia's eyes. Before any of more of these creatures is hatched in these chambers, I've got, got to make certain the summer of stone isn't once again up to its old tricks. Our coal leads you to the centre of the womb, where a broad, flat, square stone rests on the floor. The stone is perhaps five inches thick and four feet across at its corners. Four large symbols, each a variation on a seven-pointed star, have been inscribed at the corners of the slab. This little beauty likes to play a few tricks now and then, he says, smirking. At your feet is the summoner's stone. Sir Crokington, and I dare say you'll be troubled to find a more mysterious and powerful object in all of Arcanum. Don't you threat, though. I'll get to the bottom of what's been going on, and then I'll be able to help you out. You thank Arco and wish him luck before taking your leave. Leave of the hobbling familiar keeper. All right, let's go visit the guildmaster. Viral. Oh. Oh, it's an interesting viewer. I'll give anything to have a one at those trolls that gave me this nasty pot, she says, fingering the black patch that weathers, covers her white eye. Things could always be worse. Maybe Sante's her crocuson. Now, how about telling about what you've been up to lately? 
You begin to relate an exhaustive account of your latest adventures to Ruri, who listens intently to your every word. Ruri fiddles with the patch covering her white eye, then leads in close and lowers her voice. I'm not supposed to be spreading this around, mine, she says. But you might be interested in a place called the Lost Crown. It's a tavern in Mugsborough. The keeper is a man named Gilborn Sulheim. And he makes some interesting elixirs. Vera leans away from you and nods. Now, don't go saying well, I to- that I told you, he said. He likes to keep his operation a secret. After all, that's all the things he's famous for mixing up, up could get into real trouble. You thank Vuri for the information. Suddenly. Fiddy with a patch covers her white eye. Vuri leans in, and her voice barely above a whisper. She says something immediately captures your attention. They're looking for new members of one of the guild hall, she says. A tone suggesting that the admission is something she has been forbidden to reveal. One of our only halls, I might add. It's the Copperhill Lodge. Up near dragging me deep. Interested? The very mention of the lodge sends your pulse racing and floods your mind with a thousand different thoughts. You, and most others, had long assumed the guild horse affiliated with the Avengers Collective had long since closed their doors, scattering their dwindling membership to the winds. Among the guild halls still spoken of by those adventurers long enough in the tooth to remember, the, Hop- the Copperhill Lodge is perhaps the most infamous. The lodge has seen a small revival, whispers Vuri, apparently still fearful of being overheard. I receive word that the lodge is looking to add a few new members to its ranks. If you're interested, I can tell you how to find it. When you immediately reply in the affirmative, Vuri, still whispering, details for you the precise location of the log lodge. You carefully commit the location to memory. I'll make no further mention of it, whispers Vuri, glancing nervously about as she adjusts her eye patch. You do head out that way. Please be careful. Think you'll find that? Well, well, I'm sure you'll see for yourself. Good luck. To reach Copperhill Log, travel to Eastern Tulsa, then look to Dragonmere Deep. Once in Dragonmere Deep, look for the Copper Hilt Lodge under the list of nearby locations. And we were just there. And we didn't see it because, well, it's a secret. And now it's a secret that we know. All right, now let's visit this guild master. The guild, the guild master of the Adventurer Collective is a tall shadowy imposing figure a dark cut hood covers his head shadowing his face a long sword dangles from the white side of his belt on the left hangles hands a small hand axe he rises from behind a wooden table where he's been studying an open leather bound tome greets you with a curt nod how is it i can help thee sir quilkington he says in a low voice Alright, uh, seek training? There was a small matter that must be attended to first. The cost to become a fully-fledged member of the Adventures Collective 
is 8 adventure tokens and 10,000 gold. I presume, of course, that an adventure with your status is not without a sufficient amount of such currencies. You realise that you cannot currently afford the required fee. That's why I have to pay. Why? With all that the collective has to offer, you certainly can't hope to get it for nothing, says the guildmaster, who seems slightly put off by your questions. Your adventures never change. Always try to get something for nothing. Alright, so... Which means I've got to get myself some gold. I'll pause while I gather up what I can. Oh, I've been wandering around Twithick and I found someone. Just a strange man who appeared to be watching me. As you approach the man, he bows deeply, briefly doffing his red blue-coon cat before setting it back atop his tangled nest of greying hair. He appears to study you closely for several moments before telling you he is certain, something he's certain you'll be interested in. Something special I've had for many years, he says, winking. Show it to you if you're interested, of course. Well, are you interested? The man quickly glances in both directions on the street, for once more setting his intense gaze on you. Tell him, oh, I'm interested. Oh, oh, wait. Now, this is the Sword of Souls. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the item that I first... This is the item I got pretty quickly on other characters who could use swords, but I can't. So I can't. Yeah. You can also get that in... Hmm. I thought that was just in... I thought that was just in Hawklaw. Oh, I guess he moved. Anyway. Back to the guild. Guild hall. Oh. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Right, visit the Guildmaster, seek training, pay what is required. Alright, that's 880s and 10,000 gold spent. Welcome to the Adventure Collective, he says, stepping forward and meeting you in a shoulder cross. You are, I must say, an honoured addition to our illustrious wanks. Alright, now, I'll just, oh. I'll stop for a bit, and later on for me, I'll show you what's at what you can do there. But for you, it will be instant. One thing you can do in the Adventurous Collective is attempt the melee ladder, which I'm going to do right now. The guildmaster nods and leads you down to the lower level of the guild hall to a sizable but barren circular stone chamber. In the centre of the chamber, atop an intricately adorned dais, rests a shimmering silver orb. Well, since you haven't yet earned a mark for yourself on the ladder, best explain the bit up what it is and how it works, he says. The guildmaster explains the Mila ladder is designed to provide members of the Adventure Collective with a means of safely and effectively determining their level of combat prowess. There's a little sense in running out to hunt down dragons and griffins, and you'd be better suited to swatting goblins, he says wily. Here in this chamber, Sir Crokington, your metal will be tested, and your limitations revealed, for better or worse. He tells you that the shimmering silver orb in the middle of the chamber is a powerful magical artefact crafted by the famed spellcaster Huinon and presented as a token appreciation to the collective many years ago. You learn that the silver orb is endowed with the power to project, project lifelike illusions which are used to create opponents that you will battle on each rung of your ascent up the melee ladder. The guildmaster tells you, as if you couldn't guess, that for every lung of the rung of the ladder you climb, your opponents you face will grow in difficulty. Explains that you must defeat four consecutive enemies in each rung of the ladder before you can advance to the next higher rung. Simple enough concept, to be sure, he says. Yet executing upon that instruction will prove the challenge, as I do not doubt you understand. Defeat four enemies in a row, and you climb to the next rung. If you are defeated at any point, you must begin again on your current rung. The Guildmaster further explains that the illusions, while lifelike in every way, cannot kill you. You also learn there are two separate ladders. One that allows the use of magic during combat, and the other that does not. 
you're told that no special items, magical or otherwise, may be used during melee ladder battles. The guild master stands next to the dais and pierces his hand upon the shimmering silver orb. A low hum reaches your ears as a ghostly light floods the chambers. Which of the ladders will it be, Sir Quokington, he asks. Your, your current standing on the two melee levels is as follows. Level 1, level 1, only the mo lonely. I'll start with no magic melee ladder. Yeah, alright, fight my way through Lung 1. You step back and signal to the guildmaster you're ready to begin. And almost immediately, a bright flash of light fills the chamber. So the light finds... Fades, your eyes come to rest upon the first of your opponents, now moving towards you from the base of the dais. You bravely prepare to face your first opponent on this rung of the melee ladder. It's a spear-wielding goblin. Thrusts his crude spear at you and is slain. The spear-wielding go goblin shimmers brightly for a moment, then vanishes. You are victorious! Well done, Sir Crokington! says the guildmaster, nodding approvingly. Your victory has moved you one step closer to completing this rung of the melee ladder, only the lonely. There are three opponents left to defeat on this rung. The guildmaster moves his hand over the surface of the shimmering orb, and a bright flash of light fills the chamber. When the light fades, you find yourself facing your next opponent. And this is a snarling wolf. It savagely lunges at you. Yeah, and he go he goes and summons number three. It's another spear-wielding goblin. Frosts its crude spear at you. It is slain. You don't get any XP for these. I guess that's for the f that's probably for the best because theoretically you could just. Set something up to just click constantly and get lots of XP or something like that. Well, you don't get any XP for the battles. The fourth and final is another spear-wielding goblin. It's an illusion, but... The spear-wielding goblin shimmers brightly for a moment and then vanishes. You are victorious. Well done, Sir Quokington says the guildmaster, nodding approvingly. Your victory means you've completed rung one, only the lonely on the melee ladder. No magic allowed. Now be advanced to rung two, the boneyard. 64 XP to general. The guildmaster waves his hands, and you are instantly and fully healed. Just a little trick I learned many years back, he smirks. The guildmaster commends you on your progress up the ladder, Tells you, whenever you feel ready, the next lung awaits. Wung awaits. Alright, on, on to the boneyard. Yep. Alright, Podent Skeletal Warrior. Yeah, the... The... The, the, the actual... The, between the battles, it's the, the same each time. Sword-wielding Skeleton... Hisses as it attacks. Another sword-wielding skeleton. Take it down. And a hissing skeleton. 
which hisses as it attacks, and when it's not attacking, and when it's stopped attacking, and when it's between attacking, it just hisses all the time. Brutal stroke for 10 damage. Anyway, it is slain. Alright, on to the next rank, which is Cave Goblin. 64 XP to General, fully healed. Alright, no magic allowed. Wrong three. One-eyed Cave Goblin. And there's info for Cave Goblins. I don't think I've read that yet. Cave Goblins, like most of the goblins, a cruel, savage race of demi-humans who thrive upon deceit, murder and chaos. Cave Goblins are somewhat akin to Shade Goblins, though they are larger and stronger. As the name suggests, they prefer to dwell in large caves and will fearlessly defend their lairs against any and all threats. Although they prefer the dark, unlike their shade goblin kin, these foul creatures are not completely averse to the light of the sun. This generally makes them a wider-ranging and bolder enemy. The majority of cave goblins live in sizeable clans, although the larger and stronger the breed often cool choose to strike out on their own, seeking out a solitary and cruel existence in some dark corner of the world. These malevolent creatures share with all of goblindom a deep hatred for humanity and all it represents. Alright, here's a one-eyed cave goblin. It claws at you. Apparently someone forgot he doesn't even have a weapon. Oh well, down you go. Here comes an axe-wielding cave goblin. The cave goblin snarls as it hacks at you and is slain. It's halfway. What, another one-eyed cave goblin who claws and is slain. One the final one is an axe-wielding cave goblin. And down he goes. Next up is the Wat Man Cometh, 64 XP to general. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit of XP for going through these. Knife wielding Kogari. Oh, it's already up to a 6 plus. I don't think I'll be able to get many more wanks out of this. Maybe one or two. Vicious Kogari attacks you. He's a vicious Kogari. Yeah, well. To be, ex to be expected, I haven't really gone powered up that much. You have slain your foe. Another 64 XP. Let's see if I can get through number 5. Mountain Goblin Scout. Alright, that's, that's the purple colour. It's a plus 12. It's going to be a tight one. Mountain Goblin Scouts sails you without mercy. Your enemy lays a brutal stroke on you. Yeah, just fight normally. Can't use magic because it's the no magic mode. Defeated but still alive. The Mountain Goblin Scout shimmers brightly for a moment and then vanishes. You weren't victorious, but you feel as though the brutal experience has taught you a few valuable lessons. Well... We can't win them all, Sir Croakington, says the Guildmaster. You'll have to start this one over from the beginning when you're ready. No doubt you'll conquer it if you keep at it. And then he fully heals me. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to get to the same level with magic allowed now. 
Well, I got four levels with 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 the magic allowed thing, and that's about as far as I'll go with the melee ladder. And if I am going to show you more of it, it won't be for a long, long time until I can get to the tippy top in one go. Now I've gone to the Griffin Edge Airhouse just to get a little reward that I... Just to get a little something you can get to bring us up to an hour. Make a special request for ale. Now I just happen to know that if you ask for the silver mark ale oh we might have some of that on hand the man says put me just a moment i'll see what we can turn up a few moments later you're presented with a frothing flagon of silver mark ale the man tending the table at the back of the cotton room hands you the vessel and asks for two gold tokens not a common brew he says have to charge just a bit more for that one. Alright, two gold, well I paid. You polite, you hand over the gold, gold and swiftly down the thick creamy ale. The potent brew is among the best you've ever tasted. Apparently, you do get what you pay for, sometimes. You're about to place your empty flag on the table when you spot something resting at the bottom of the vessel. Much to your surprise, you discover the object lying at the bottom of the flagon is an adventurer token. Just one. One extra adventurer token. After taking possession of the adventurer token, you deposit the empty flagon on the table. And that is that. Okay, that's... that's let's go back to... The city gates and we can save and that will be it for today in the next episode we'll we'll do something and until then farewell fellow adventurers you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.